keep on kissing babies and hugging fat girls. Sell out full of suffering, suck attach, son. It's me, Austin. Oh, son of a bitch. What? It's me, Austin. It was me all along, Austin. And you teeth look like two tight too, Billy. And you book a match with me. That's right, Killing. Look at me. I'm a total package. I will rip him apart. I'm pissed now. Where to, Stephanie? <laughs> total. Marks with Dan St. Germain. Welcome, everybody, to Total Effin' Marks. I am the king of sad style, the man with the largest calves in the world, the St. Germain event. Joining me, as always, Robert Karplas, a.k.a. Andy Cups. Guys, I, uh, I want to admit here and now, when I was 13 years old, I never killed anybody. Uh, huge letdown, sorry. <laughs> and Scotty. <laughs> Slaughterhouse, Chaplin. What up, boys? And Zach. <laughs> nice. <laughs> what build up? Oh, let's get to the 10 count. Number one, did Marty Janetti kill a guy? Yes. Uh, without a doubt, the craziest, I think this is the craziest wrestling story of 2020. I don't know about you guys, uh, but on Facebook yesterday, Marty Janetti may have admitted to a murder. Uh, joining us, as always, Sergeant Slaughterhouse, uh, who has the quote on hand from Facebook yesterday. Well, let's, just, let's just go through this quote again. All right, it. hold on. Let me bring it up for you, boys. It's a doozy. Yeah, actually, we wouldn't want to misquote Marty Jannetty and potentially ruin his perfect reputation. Well, you know what? I, well, because I don't want to get in trouble for what, what he said. Okay, so these are his words, not mine, not anybody else's. Marty Janetti on Facebook. Uh, yeah. So you already know, you know, a murder is involved. Okay, Marty Janetti. I never told no one this, even my brother Gino, because Gino would have killed him. This really does read like the outsiders. Like, it really <laughs> it really does. If he could cut a promo like this, he may still have a job with the company. Yeah, it really absolutely does read like that. Um, even my brother Gino, because Gino would have killed him, and I didn't want my brother gone. Hell, he'd only recently came home from Vietnam. <laughs> he, like, separates Vietnam. It's like Vietnam. It's beautiful. This is was, every one-man show, like, I've ever heard, like, Sam Shepard monologue. Keep going. Oh, for sure. He's, like, throwing a baseball to himself right yeah. now, you know? <laughs> this is less Sam Shepard and more like John Leguizamo or something, <laughs> but I get it. That's true, that's true. I was 13, working at Victory Lane's bowling alley, buying weed from a fag that worked there. Again, Marty Janetti, not me. And he puts his hands on me. He dragged me around to the back of the building. You already know what he was going to try to do. Then he puts a space. So that's the end of that paragraph. He's a writer. It's really great. <laughs> that was the very first time I made a man disappear. They never found him. They should have looked in the chat Chattachucha River. <laughs> but Winnie, the girl in these pics, and there's this photo, these photos of this, this woman um, with him, three photos. He goes, but Winnie, the girl in these pics, I likes you so damn much. Probably my favorite, but I promised myself way back then nobody would ever hurt me again. That includes you. I loved you, but you hurt me with your fucking Jamaican jealousy. <laughs> You could go your own way. I don't need you. <laughs> it really is such a fucking Kenny Powers thing. Uh, this is uh, William Faulkner booking wrestling. Uh, <laughs> and I love it. Who would have thought, like, who would have thought that we would be saying to Mario Jenny, hey, can you say something less embarrassing, like hinting that you want to fuck your daughter? <laughs> crazy. I mean, that's crazy to me that, him like him talking about how hot his daughter was is 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 the second worst thing he said on the internet. Oh, I yeah. saw him trending number one on Twitter yesterday, and I was like, "Oh, Marty Janetti probably died." And I clicked on it. And I was like, kind of disappointed he didn't die. Like this is so much <laughs> worse. I couldn't make myself disappear. 
And it's actually worse than that. So TMZ just updated it at like sometime this morning, I think. Um, apparently he went somewhere. He interviewed. So the ex-pro wrestler star called into the Boston Wrestling Sports Show Wednesday night. So we're recording Thursday night. So last night. Um, and he was questioned about it by the by the DJ or whatever. And Janetti said that he killed a guy. Some guy uh, tried to rape him in a car behind a building in Georgia when he was a kid, and um, he murdered the guy with a brick. Like then he, he said, threw the he admitted body this through. on a radio show last night. No, I think, but uh, didn't he say he? I, I think it just threw. I think he just took, he just walked it back because I just read an article for. I mean, this was Cage Tread Seats from five hours ago, but he said he said I said he disappeared. I didn't say I killed him. I say he disappeared. There was a brick laying there. What do you do when you're 13? I can't say he deserved to die, but he deserved to get his ass beat. And when I was beating him in the head with a brick, I was only trying to beat his ass. I wasn't trying to kill him. My brother Gino, bad boy, not one to mess with. And I never could tell him because I know that what he would have done if I told him. But I already took care of myself. No other kids. Never had to worry about him. And then, like, um, <laughs> but then he's saying – but then he says at the end, like, I'm not saying right now that he died, but I'm just saying a person don't need to die because they're fucked up in the head. And, and then I swear to God, he, he added this. Somebody told me not to do any interviews. <laughs> yeah, because look, this is what he said on the radio last night. This is a quote. He said, can you imagine? This is after he basically says he killed a guy. He said he didn't try to kill him, but he was hitting him in the head with a brick. And then he goes, can you imagine dragging a guy? He just had to fuck you in the ass. Can you imagine dragging him to the river and throwing him in and then finding out on the news the dude's missing? You know the dude, and you know more than that. That affected me bad, bro. <laughs> he murdered a guy and threw him in a river. But, but are you really a 50s kids if you didn't murder a man who tried to play with your penis? So I don't like to play the lawyer card often, but guys, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a small piece of advice. When you admit to murder and then post it on Facebook, uh, don't subsequently do podcast interviews where you're giving additional details before talking to the cops. Uh, you might want to sort this one out. And what's sad is not only is he probably going to get away with this, he's probably going to wind up main eventing uh, StarCast next year. Like, he's going to autograph bricks next to a broken barbershop window and people are going to fucking pay $200 and Conrad's going to get another Porsche. I actually, I, I think he might get in more trouble saying Jamaican jealousy than, than admitting to murdering a man. Well, I think, was it, I think Marty Jannetty for the first time is going to be joining Antifa going like defund the police <laughs> just because he doesn't want their ass thrown him in fucking jail. That 10 part Netflix <laughs> documentary horror show of a person scott Jeez. would it have been better Christ. if he said that she's jamaican him crazy <laughs> would that have made it more no, I would have loved that. i'm gonna throw you in a river robert <laughs> <laughs> this is so fucking nuts man and i was saying this to zach like look I, I blame professional wrestling on a lot of people's demises but marty Janetti. <laughs> I feel like if Marty Jannetty worked at, you know, the fucking dress bar in his entire life, he would have turned out this fucked up. Yeah, I mean, to become a wrestler at that time, it's like you kind of had to be fucked up. It, it, it was really like joining the circus. Right. You, you were basically running from a murder. I mean, why else would you need to hop from town to town? <laughs> The most fucking unforced error in the world. Oh, my God. I'm still trying to figure out the correlation between I murdered this girl, I, mur I murdered this guy, and I'm having a fight with my girlfriend. Like, what was the point of the post to begin with? It was just a strange leap in, in logic. Like, save it for a no shoot idea. interview. It, this is like, oh, like maybe, it, maybe the Morgan Spurlock me-tooing himself, like, a couple years ago, like, as far as... I, I just don't I, I don't know anybody else who's ever just casually admitted to a murder. Yeah, it's a, well, it's a threat, and also, I mean, he's playing the victim. It's it's this person assaulted him, and he murdered him, and felt bad about it. It's all like 
he's the victim. And, and, you know, a lot of times people, when they're in shitty relationships and they're shitty people, they like to bring up all of their pain and how hard their life was to let the person know that they're hurting, you know? Well, you know, most of the time I would say, uh, Hey, like put the drug down, Marty, you know, get sober. But in Marty Gennetti's case, keep going, man. Let's see, let's see, let's see how this turns out. I mean, you're so far down the cocaine line. Who the fuck knows who's at the end of this fucking rainbow filled with methamphetamines? I mean, what a promo this would have been if he would have said, you know, he would have gone on WWF TV and he would have been like, this guy tried to rape me when I was 13 and I smashed his head in with a brick. But Sean, when you threw me through that barbershop window, this was 10 times worse. And at SummerSlam, <laughs> like, it would have made Vince so much fucking money. I think this could be, though, the ultimate uh, DDP yoga, uh, yoga <laughs> advertisement. I, I think... Something about something about totally redeeming yourself from murdering a man, potentially potentially multiple men. He did say it was the first time he had to do it. That's right. Yeah. I mean, there's no way that Marty Jannetty is a serial killer. He would have he would have been discovered after the second body. That guy that guy is not like uh, using like Hannibal Lecter type tactics to get away. Anyway, our uh, prayers are with Marty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He'll be on next week as our guest to admit to uh, he invented COVID. <laughs> Number two, The Rock buys the XFL. This is, I, I'm just reading through these topics. It, it feels like a fucking Twilight Zone episode. Yeah, I mean, been this year. None of this, yeah, everything this year, none of this makes sense. Uh, but I guess The Rock and his ex wife, Danny Garcia, uh, they paid $15 million or they submitted a bid for $15 million. And, uh, you know, it's, it's one of these, it, it seems like a steal, although they do still have to like get a network to give them a TV deal. There's, it, there's not like, they're really buying the idea. They're buying the trademark of the XFL. They're not actually buying something that's operating right now. And I have no idea what their liability is with some of the uh, many other XFL people that are, that are suing the WWE right now. Uh, but it's, uh, I don't know, do you think this was a fuck you to Vince? Or just a, just a, like his ex-wife wanted to do it and he was like, fuck it, let's do it. I, I think The Rock likes to play this oblivious card where he's just like, no, Vince and I are buddies. Hey, the Titan games are coming back and it's going to be on Monday nights from 8 to 10 o'clock. And oh, by the way, my co-host, you know, used to be uh, one of the WWE backstage people. But no, we, we love each other. You know, you guys are great. Uh, I think the XFL is a great opportunity for him because he's going to make this incredibly successful. The, the shitty part of this is if it wasn't for COVID, Vince found the formula to make the XFL work. He let the All-American Football League, whatever it was the year prior, fall on its face. They were doing pretty good ratings for the XFL. The networks were happy. They didn't give a shit that they really weren't selling at stadiums. The stadiums the were just happy were to have people. The games were competitive. The, the players were a lot more receptive. It wasn't a total joke. So Vince has already done all the hard work. Rock is coming in here and just scooping this thing up. And by slapping his name on it and every team having a little Brahma Bull logo, he's going to make a fucking fortune. Yeah, I, I actually think this is going to be a, a big success. My thing, though, is like, I, I think part of the appeal with the XFL was that like, hey, we're not going to have players kneeling. And like, it was more of like a right wing you know, Republican type of NFL. And The Rock, for me, isn't like that guy. So, like, Vince is that guy. Vince is, Vince is the guy who's like, take the padding off. I want to see football how it used to be played. But The Rock is, you know, the consummate politician. But he's going to go uh, the I other way. If, what? I, I think he's going to go the other way. I think he's going to pay Kaepernick whatever Kaepernick wants to have him be a part of the league. Yeah, and that's he's going to make this, this super inclusive. Like this, this is going to go the the other way, and it's going to be the the whole Vince making the XFL super right wing was because he knew Trump was going to be all over it and tweet about it at a point in time where that was a huge positive. If Trump was yeah. in favor of it, his millions and millions of supporters were going to get behind it. By Rock stepping in here as this great peacemaker, he's going to say, "Look, this is giving players who didn't couldn't make it in the NFL." Uh, a chance at worldwide exposure and another shot at the league. 
we're going to be all about racial equality. We're going to be all about inclusiveness and all the stuff that AEW has been pushing on the wrestling side. And The Rock's going to be able to look like this massive hero. And if he can get a guy like Kaepernick to endorse it or put a jersey on and actually play, it's a fucking home run. And, and he's going to do it in, in a really tasteful way. I mean, like, I, I watched that Titan game show. It's fucking fun. He, I think he's awful on it. He's awful on it. But it's all like these, like, you know, like, formy, like former Army guys and stuff. And uh, it's, like, real heavy on that. Like, real heavy on, like, pro-military, like, The Rock, you know. The Rock just acts like he's been through the same shit they've been through, you know, because he's, he's won a fucking title. And, and uh, he's a professional wrestler, so he's been through something. Yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of that, but knowing that he would want to hire Kaepernick and have that conversation while also, you know, being American as fuck, uh, I think nobody's doing that. So, yeah, I think it should be cool. I still stand by my assertion that he's going to wind up being president someday. I really think in a, in a completely serious way, he's laying the foundation across the board that he's got, he's got the shot and, and uh, this will be interesting to see. If that happens, Arnold Schwarzenegger is going to like special ops into the rocks house and be like, don't fucking do it. Uh, it was the dumbest mistake that I've ever made. Like, I don't know, man. I, I just don't know anyone who, I just don't know anyone who would sign up for that. Like, especially if you're, you know, the rock and you're launching a fucking tequila line. Um, also, what ha- we, I didn't get to include this on the uh, 10 count this week because there was just so much that happened this week. But another con is now the president of the WWE, uh, not Tony. Um, and I guess he's going to be there for a while. I guess Hunter and Stephanie both knew him. He was an agent at CAA. And who the fuck knows if this is going to have any you know sort of positive impact on uh the wwe brand but at least they you know at least they got a president in there that's like the i think it's yeah. i can get. i think it's gonna it's gonna calm wall street uh they're gonna be happy because they were not thrilled at the fact that uh wwe just ousted their their president and their i think it was their cfo as well and, and wall street doesn't get the carny bullshit of professional wrestling where you know we're we just accept that jack tunney was the president of wwf even though he wasn't um, but having a guy from who ran the television division of CAA, who's represented WWE before negotiations and can go into legitimate meetings with actual businesses and be like, look, we know this, this whole concept seems really fucking stupid, but look at how much money you could make by being a part of the WWE. And when you have an adult in the room having that conversation, it's only a positive versus Vince going in there and who knows what the fuck he's going to say. And yeah. this is why we're stuck with Castrol GTX for 30 years as a sponsor. Yeah. Yeah. I think they still use Stridex, even though that hasn't been in business for 20 years. Let's get I'm back. wearing my lugs. Number three, the Raw Underground. I think both of you guys had different opinions of this. I really? want to start off. Yeah, Robert, I want to start out with you. Uh, I think it was bold and different and, and unique. And at the same time, yes, I get that it seems really fucking stupid. I'm going to put that right up in the front. However, within the confines of kayfabe, within the confines of this world where people are professionally fighting, the idea that Shane McMahon, who has all this money, is going to bankroll this underground fighting thing in the back and it made the wrestlers who participated in it seem more legitimate. It's like, all right, here are these badass people that are fighting, but then you put in Eric from the Viking Raiders or, or Dolph Ziggler, and they just beat the shit out of a guy and is not doing wacky, goofy, flipping moves. He's just, I'm going to beat the fuck out of you. It's establishing that the wrestlers are the, are the toughest people that there are. And at the end of the show, when the Hurt Business laid everybody out, it was like, holy fuck, these guys are legitimately very tough and it was it was different i'm curious to see where it goes it was it seemed really stupid at the beginning and it got less stupid over time which for the wwe is a fucking that's a, that's a winner I, I i'll give you that i i i will say that this is the type of thing that like as long as they tweak it weekly weekly they need to tweak it it can be something that's cool I am all for that. I think it has the potential to be something awesome. And I know I'm tuning in next week. 
to give a shit. And I haven't wanted to do that in forever. I know I had a lot of fun watching this week's Raw. Um, yes, I was kind of hate watching it and laughing at it because it was so ridiculous. Um, I, you can't do gritty when it's WWE. It, it looks like buffoonery. It looks embarrassing. It looks extra cheesy. Uh, having Shane be the guy is, is, is really corny. Having Dolph Ziggler be a guy who would even want to be a part of it doesn't make sense to the Dolph Ziggler character uh, that they've been pushing. Um, the music is my, my ears focusing on the music and it's just, it's the well, worst. I mean, that's the, the craziest part of it. Is dancers is like those... The dancers are terrible. It's all like a lot, a lot of cheese. That's the crazy, the craziest part. I mean, like I have mixed feelings on it, but the craziest part <laughs> are those fucking like, like bootleg and living color dancers that they fucking cut Dude, to. Yeah. Fly girls. But, yeah. but at the flip of a switch, it could get awesome. Like you, you could have a match next week in that ring that I go, holy shit, amazing. But here's the other problem, the cuts. You can't cut. When you have fights, look, again, I hate to bring up New Japan, but in New Japan, these guys are slapping the shit out of each other for real. So if you're going to have like a backstage real fighting thing, you have to have moments like that where guys are slapping each other and you hear it and it's not a special effect and it's not a camera cut or an angle. Uh, it needs to come off like it's not filmed like a movie. It needs to come off like it's filmed like a fight. It needed to have a justification. I think that's the one thing that was missing. It should have been Shane putting up his own money and setting this thing up in the performance center or, or wherever it's supposed to exist. And it being like, I'm putting up my own money for the for the fights and I want to see this, or this is my vision. Like there, there has to be another part of it. I think there was the initial shock of what they did. But Scott, to your point, they can build on this and it could theoretically go somewhere potentially cool. But even if it's just a car crash, it's a car crash you want to tune in and see, as That's opposed true. to, hey, there's Rey Mysterio's eyeball. Yeah, it was it was very like the music was half Skidamax, half hookah bar. Um, one thing I will say that's really positive for it is that Dabakato guy looked like a fucking beast. He looked, yeah. uh, he looked, he looked, you know, seven feet tall. He had a he had a great look, but he looked like he could he could move and he could work. So. I'm excited to see, you know, what that guy turns into, especially after WWE botched the Braun Strowman run, like having a new big man, especially with, you know, Brock's future being very uncertain in the company. Um, and, and I will say that this was Ziggler. It is cool seeing Ziggler compete in that setting because of his wrestling credentials. So you're like, is this going to turn into something? The thing that I have a problem with, which is it's the same problem that I had with when the New Day did that Wyatt compound match. Like, WWE has a way to produce stuff that's too produced. And you don't even get, like, the schlock of, like, you know, like, like you know, the reason that uh, the New Day and the Wyatt thing didn't work is because the one at TNA, which probably had a quarter of the budget, did, you know? And, and WWE's not really good at creating an authentic new feeling right now they haven't been lately they used to you know like like crazy they used, especially you know in the 90s during the attitude era which you know they harken back to a lot but it's just a little bit too produced right now for whatever for whatever reason it feels a little bit too disney-fied um you know and i and i think that another another thing that they're going to run into is that we now all know what ufc looks like you know, like we they, we can't like make up like a Mortal Kombat like type atmosphere. We know what UFC looks like, so it's one thing to like, you know, disguise punches in a pro wrestling match because you're seeing all this other crazy shit. But if you're really trying to do a shoot fight and you're still, you know, and I'm thank God it's worked and it's not a fucking brawl for all, thank God. But it's just it's just gonna look a little lamer. That's 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 it. But you know, like. You know, look, the proof is in the pudding. They fucking, they won in the ratings, you know, they, or at least they got some people back. And, you know, I, I, I really... But you know, that's I, not proof of anything good. That's proof of people tuning in, wondering if something's going to be good. That, it, there's two very different things. Right. Well, I guess, I guess time will tell, right? It'll yeah, be yeah. Next, uh, next week. Number four, who do you hope is in retribution? 
I'm hoping it's the family of that Saudi journalist that was killed. Um, no, I, I, uh, I, I, I don't have a real answer for this, but Robert, Scotty, who do you hope is in retribution? I'll start with you, Scott. My, my buddy Damon said Janetti. That <laughs> could be nice. Uh, yeah. the, the, uh, the creative team would be cool. And, oh, that would be fucking hilarious. And what I like about it being the creative team is my issue with this group, the, the retribution, is they fucking stunk. They weren't intimidating. They, like, knocked over a box backstage. They lit, like, a bunch of amps on fire. And when they did it, they, like, cheered, like, yeah, yeah, and, like, like cheered for this bullshit. How funny would it be, though, if it was, Bruce, it was Bruce Pritchard just being, like, Making you made me fucking work ninety hours a week after not having to work for fucking nine years. Oh, that was that was my joke I made on Twitter. I said this is Kevin Dunn and the production team getting revenge for having to produce this shit. Oh, like we're not allowed to wear a mask or else we're gonna get made fun of by Vince. So we're gonna fuck with your microphones and the lighting and we're gonna blow up this really important piece of TV equipment that nobody knows what it is. And oh, we knocked over a box because loud noises are gonna scare Vince. I like that they're, again, I like they're trying something. You know, there was that story about how they were going to try to bring back the Nexus, but then they offered Wade Barrett like 50 bucks and a hand job, and he's like, no, nah, I'm good. Um, so I'm curious where it is. What would be cool if they really wanted to go they inside? Offered, they offered Wade Barrett. Oh, no, they did, but he, he lapped it off. And it's like they really had, they didn't give him any decent offer. So he was like, yeah. fuck off. I think if they want to go super inside on it, they could make this. Paul Heyman leading a group of guys to try to take back Raw because the smart fans know that he got ousted and he still has a talent contract. And if they can elevate some guys to be Paul Heyman's new revolution, like he did with ECW, and this is them fucking with it, maybe that's what they're going for. I don't, I don't know. I think that would be an interesting reveal. I would 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 love that. I would be down with that. My my only problem with that is like they. You know, like whenever WWE like needs to like do a cutting edge angle, they always have to do some sort of reality shoot. You know, like that's where they immediately go to where it's oh, it's got to be Paul Heyman because we know the internet knows that Paul Heyman is good, and I, I do think that that can get tiresome. But you know, I mean, that would be a really fun. I mean, they have to go back to stables. They have to go back to stables right now. If you don't have stars, you have stables. That's that's yep. what you do, and then you hope that somebody comes out of the stable as as the next fucking rock or or who, whoever, um, Triple H, who, whoever the fuck it turns out to be. But you definitely, you know, I I think you 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 need to do stuff like this. So that's like the one silver lining, yeah. But it it did look like a Monty Python sketch. Uh, number five, Dynamite or NXT? Uh, what do you got? What do you got, Roberts? Which show was the better show? NXT. Um, I, I watched both. I, I thought everything that always drove me nuts about Dynamite was in full effect on this show. Uh, the, the opening 72-person tag match with 35 dorks from, from Dark Order who all look like just absolute goops uh, in this match. Uh, the, the, the best friend stuff was, was kind of there. The, the Cody and Cardona Dark Order match was, it d- didn't work for me. The only thing that was entertaining was the was the debate, but you know that was it. I think NXT had a lot of better matches. Uh, I, I thought from top to bottom, I, I just enjoyed the show better. It was a more serious presentation uh, across the board, and uh, I don't know. I I uh, I enjoyed NXT. What about you, Scott? I have in my notes tied, tied, tied. So it was a tie for me. Uh, you I took really some enjoyed... Tide Pods and watched the show. <laughs> I enjoyed both shows so much. And, and, and I actually thought AEW start to finish was just fun. Like, and, and not fun like corny fun. I mean like enjoyable television. I thought there were serious moments. I thought there was silly moments. But I thought there was great wrestling start to finish. That main event was awesome. I liked the 12-man tag in the beginning. Um, I thought the Cassidy Jericho thing was going to be so embarrassing. I was, uh, cr- I was like tense the entire time waiting for something awful to happen and nothing did. Cassidy knocked it out of the park. Bischoff, d- it didn't come off weird. Uh, when I found out about it last week, I was, you know, 
I was one of those Bishop people was, that was, was like, uh, what character Bishop was great. Yeah, he's great. Apparently it's a one-off. So good. You know, I, I don't want to really see him around. Uh, and then NXT though, start to finish had, had uh, great matches and NXT is always going to come off a little more serious. So it just depends on your mood. Um, I will say the NXT Adam Cole, Pat, how do you say his last name? McAfee? Pat McAfee. McAfee? Yeah. I, I loved it. And I didn't want to love it. I loved it. Dude, it was so well done. It, it was, was so well done. Yeah, I will say, like, as far as, like, the angle of both shows, it was definitely that show. Like, it was definitely the McAfee and Adam, Adam Cole. It was definitely their angle. Um, but... Yeah, I would give it to Dynamite just because I really loved the second hour of Dynamite. I, I agree there was way too much Dark Order on it, although I thought they, they booked the opening match r- really well. Um, it, there's way too much Dark Order, but the, the, the second hour was, 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 was a blast. Although, like, both shows, it's just fucking, it's the best night in wrestling. It's the best night of wrestling we've had in so long, like, that we can even it, have this conversation. Like, like... Like Raw and SmackDown and, you know, with WCW back in the day, it's, it's really become like, all right, what did you get out of it that you liked? You know, opposing to this, where it's like, okay, well, which thing that was awesome did you like more? It is, it's pretty cool. There was definitely a lot to like on, on both shows. One of the things that bugged me for, for Dynamite, and this is a small nit that they should have worked out, is they did the segment with Matt Hardy and uh, Sammy Guevara, and Hardy got busted open. You could see him gigging, I mean, bleeding buckets. But you knew that later on in the show, you were going to have blood in the Moxley match. And it was going to take away from that. You rarely get blood on TV. They should have saved it for one segment instead of doing it twice in one night because you don't get that same impact. Yeah, that's valid. Number six, Talking Shop Mania. I paid $15 for this. <laughs> <laughs> Robert, were you able to watch this? Did the link work for you? But I haven't had a chance to. Uh, no, I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. The the link that I had wasn't wasn't working, and I was going to order it, but then I wound up watching a lot of AEW and NXT, and uh, I will definitely get to it since I plugged it last week and heard it was great. But I want to hear what you guys thought of it. I thought it was. I mean, I look. I thought it was funny. I kind of wish it was ten bucks because it was just like, I mean, you know, I mean, the whole thing is. I mean. It, they go through the the announcing is basically them debating whether or not it's the worst pay-per-view of all time. Uh, but it, 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 it's really fun, man. It's like a fucking Tim and Eric sketch. You know, that's what it feels like, especially, uh, especially whoever they had uh, playing Ric Flair was that guy was so, it was just like so surreal and funny. Uh, and I thought, you know, Gallows and Anderson, I mean, they were really entertaining. The audio is a fucking nightmare. It's really hard to listen to. Uh, but I, I had trouble actually hearing it. My, my hearing is, is shot anyway. But, yeah, it's fun, man. If they do this once a year, why the fuck not? It's fun. I loved this so much. I, I think I loved it in both shows last night. NXT really? and AEW. Dude, it was just dudes being dudes, guys being guys. They set it up perfectly. They're sitting there. They said, hey, look, I, I forget who said it. I think Carl Anderson said, I watched this sober. I thought, oh, boy. Then I got drunk and watched it, and it was a blast. So I heard him say that. I had a little fun while watching it. I was actually cracking up during this. It is just so stupid and goofy. And and and, uh, and guys having a great time. It was it was it's it's a lot of fun. I suggest a, a anybody who is a, is a is a good time should watch it. <laughs> my favorite, my favorite worst review line. of a thing ever. Anybody who's a good time should watch it. Yeah, it's uh, my favorite line was, and I wrote this down, which is when they were like, uh, "Booker wins the title. What a mark!" Like they just like <laughs> they're just constantly like taking like. All, all the punch out of every booking decision. Like, the, and then there's one, the, the one thing also that was generally funny is like, they would throw, there would be a match where they would like throw somebody on the outside and then throw them. And then they would just cut away and you thought that match was over. And then they would go to another match. Then you'd come back and you would see them like running through a yard. <laughs> yeah. Just- and you can also like, you know, this is all filmed in a day and like based right. on like the sun and like whatever, like, 
you could see the drunker and drunker they are and the more and more fun they're having. And they're just like riffing kind of like the main yeah. event is so much fun. They're just like riffing and having a good time and, and throwing away a little bit of money to, to do something absolutely ridiculous. It is so fucking fun, man. It reminded me of like those old VHS tapes you'd buy around like, uh, like before Jackass when it was like CKY and stuff. Right, right. You know? Yeah. It was just a, a really good time. Yeah, there's a lot of people in it, you know. So oh yeah, of, yeah, a lot, a lot of a lot of great uh, surprises for sure. Number seven, Scott's New Japan Corner. Ding, 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 boys! You already know I woke up early for work this morning, and what did I do? I turned on New Japan Pro Wrestling. I'm gonna treat it like it's a commercial ad since nobody even gives a fuck anyway. Um, <laughs> no, well, anyway, New Japan News is they are. It started today. It is going for the next three days, I believe, until the ninth. Um, they are having a never open weight six man championship tournament because Evil held it with um, Sonata and Bushi, and uh, or, or Shingo and Bushi. Um, and now that he left Los Ingobernables, uh, they are having a tournament for those titles. And that's really all that's going on um, in the United States the next few Fridays. Um, for the month of August, they are having a tournament. A uh, winner of the tournament gets to face John Moxley for a U.S. Uh, championship match. And, you know, I, I don't, I, I'm assuming that's going to be here. I don't know what that's about, but it's going to have a Tama Tonga in it, Kent, uh, uh, Jeff Cobb, Brody Lee, a few other guys. And if they have this match on American soil, uh, that kind of opens up things for AEW and New Japan in a way, I think. Maybe I'm thinking too I much. I have no idea what the politics is. Or they're waiting. Or, or they're going to wait until they're allowed over there and Moxley will defend it, it then. They both have so much to gain from working with one another. Like, well, I know Gallows and Anderson said that they want to link up New Japan and Impact. Like, that's their big crusade. It, it should be everybody's goal, in my opinion. It, it, right. it does nothing but add fans to... to for everybody. For everybody. To no, no matter which product you use. And not even just that, um, genuinely more entertaining matches and, and events and shit like that. Really strange why that's happening. Number eight, sad news. Scott Steiner Shoney's closes. Are they behind the poisoning of Montez Ford? Can you see me trying to sandwich two topics together in one number, guys? Um, the uh, the if if you if you want to if you're looking for a good time, go on YouTube. Type in Scott Steiner Shoney's, and they have an infomercial for it. It's a it's a blast. Uh, I do feel bad that you know the guy's fucking restaurant closed, but I don't know what benefit a restaurant gets from having a pro wrestler run it. I'm not sure. It's like come to the Shoney's and see if. Scott Steiner attacks one of the bus boys. You know, like I, I don't know what the benefit is. But... I think I think you'd be surprised. I think it's a guarantee, at least a hundred more people a week visiting. I think so. Yeah, at least. I'll be and, honest. And I didn't know Shoney's was still open until I saw Scott Steiner was opening one, and I was like, shit! I thought they all closed. So it was weird notoriety. And if I was anywhere near wherever the Shoney's was. Yeah, I definitely would have popped in to see Scott Steiner wearing a shirt and tie, yelling at somebody over pancakes. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> uh, what a terror. Imagine being like, first off, like working at a Shoney's has got to be a hard job. Now working at a Shoney's where Scott Steiner is your boss. <laughs> yeah, it's like Gordon Ramsay there, but he knows nothing about food, but he's still <laughs> telling you you're cooking like shit, but like he also can't do it. He's also just as disheveled as you. <laughs> Trying to get Make like figure all the tips out with Steiner math. <laughs> Everyone gets like a 3%. <laughs> also, just because it's the second half of this, the fact that on Raw, on top of an underground fight club and a group of terrorists trying to sabotage the show, Montez Ford got poisoned and it wasn't the dumbest thing we saw on TV this week. Like, what the fuck? Well, well so when I saw that, so, so you know, the match is happening and, and Ford starts like kind of he passes out, right? Eventually that happens. He starts, I think, originally he's, like, holding his stomach, but then he passes out. So I'm talking to Dan and Mike Lawrence, and they're like, oh, it's an injury angle. And I was like, no, I think they're acting like he's sick 
which is fucked up because of COVID, obviously, right? Like, just as soon after we have this conversation of what exactly happened, it cuts to backstage, and they are claiming that Montez Ford was poisoned. It is. Why? Look, you can debate Raw Underground, but you can't debate. I mean, that was probably the worst segment of the week, I'd say. the dumbest part of it is that they first had him kind of pass out during the Angela Dawkins match, and then they had the WWE doctors clear him. And when you know the spotty history that they have of actually taking care of their talent, <laughs> it makes them look even dumber that the doctors didn't realize, oh, this guy's been poisoned. Yeah, we probably shouldn't let him wrestle seconds after he passed out, but nah, he'll be fine. Uh, part of me did kind of hope when he collapsed that he would start vomiting up and this would be Papa Shango's big return since they brought back Mark Henry and Ron Simmons. Like, this was their in and they dropped the fucking ball. <laughs> you know, and the, and, the, and the most annoying thing about it is that Montez Ford, you don't really have to produce. Like, he's one of the most entertaining guys they have on that roster. I think, like, if anything, you should let, like, give him, you know, Give, wet him loose a little bit more and maybe, you know, like... like He did a great job passing out. He did a really good job. I mean, that's the thing but, is he's always a great fucking performer, man. He's like, yeah. an, he's an incredible performer, but it's just, you know... But like, even before that, the, the promo he cut when he first came out there it was his first serious promo he's done on Raw where he took right. the sunglasses off and he looked right into the camera. It was intense and it was a sign of like, oh, you can really trust this guy. He's not just going to make goofy faces and shake the ropes and then 15 minutes later he's passing out from being poisoned so jokes on me i mean is that the most impressive frog splash ever it's I mean, pretty I mean, damn I good i think it could be right i mean, I mean leo rush's looks just as good it's just he's so light right uh, yeah that was that's, that's van dams was always my favorite man especially when he turned oh, yeah, when the guy that. wasn't in the right position i'm sorry but like for some reason that one got me it looked awesome but it looked like it must have sucked to take and then i keep yeah. thinking of when he crushed triple h's uh throat oh i forgot about that uh smackdown number nine smackdown surprises what was more shocking chad gable's heel turn or the fiend attacking alexa bliss Robert? I love The Fiend attacking Alexa Bliss as the end of SmackDown was was so... I, I was shocked at how great it came across. They told this story so well of Nikki Cross leaving Alexa alone in the ring. I'm like, is this how fucking SmackDown's gonna end? This show sucks. And then all of a sudden, The Fiend comes out and she sold it like she was genuinely scared or scared enough that she could be in a right. WWE Studios horror movie. And then for The Fiend to actually you know, do the, the mandible claw to her. I was surprised about all of it. It almost, not, not quite, but almost salvaged all the stupidity of the swamp fight. No. Yeah, I mean, like, the thing about, like, like both Bray Wyatt and Alexa Bliss would be, like, really good in that show Supernatural. Like, they're actually, like, fun CW actors in, you know, like, and I, I mean that in the best way possible. Uh, yeah, so I, I would, but, uh, you know, it's, it was it was done well, and it wasn't like just a, you know, like a spot. I, I do like it that they use the the bumps on on uh, women like a lot more sparingly. But like you know, when it's done well, like in this situation, it was done well. I mean, it was it was, it was pretty great. What, what do you think, Scott? How do you how do you like Chad Gable's heel turn so far? Uh, I actually liked Gable's heel turn just because I liked seeing Gable on television uh, and, and the dude can wrestle. So I like that he's a heel because we could see how uh, powerful he is. I think that's cool. That's fun. I obviously wasn't crazy about the Fiend Alexa Bliss thing. It's uh, it's all very silly to me. And I know it's just going to lead to a disappointing match. Yeah. Yeah. I think the nice thing about the Gable heel turn is it means uh, more of him wrestling and less of Baron Corbin wrestling, and I'm always going to be in favor of that. Yeah. Well, also, also, I will say this. It's like when, when, when The Fiend is your main guy, every episode feels like it's like haunted themed. And I don't want to watch a wrestling show that is haunted themed. I want to watch a wrestling show that, yeah, it has some haunted shit in it. But when, when the thing that closes out your show is like a spooky – goosebumps cliffhanger i 
I feel like I'm watching something that isn't what I'm used to watching. Like if it was October, maybe I'd feel differently. Like, like these type of storylines should only happen when, when you could buy blueberry or when, when Reese's are pumpkin shaped. So you're like the keep Christ in Christmas guy, but it's keep uh, spooky shit in Halloween. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and number well, 10 I'm, I'm, guys, yeah, you know what I'm saying. You number guys 10 guys, this is new. Uh, just came out now, but, um, I just found out this from KHSC and Scott, but Dynamite uh, netted 900,000 viewers. Uh, and, and NXT did pretty good, too, with 753,000. But how, how much higher do you think this is? How, what, what, how much upside does AEW have? I know this feels like this is a spot that's paid for uh, by the Khan family, but... Uh, does like how much do you, how much more do you think they can increase their audience? Do you think they could get to where Raw is now to a one five? What do you think? I don't know if they can get to a one five. I think the advantage that they have is this is the only opportunity that ninety nine percent of the wrestling audience has to watch AEW programming. They're not going to watch AEW Dark. It's adorable. They do the show. It's great. You know, it's thirty five private party matches. Cool. But this is, this is the only bite of the apple you get for the AEW universe. Whereas for WWE, you have Raw, you have SmackDown, you have NXT, you have the network. This is like you're dropping in and you're getting the best little bits of everything AEW has to offer. So I think that's why fans are, are, are flocking to it. And you're on TNT, which is one of the top networks that there are. So people are going to be more inclined to tune in. And I think that they're also getting the bump from the NBA being back and then getting a lot of commercial time during NBA programming of people thinking, hey, I'll tune in to watch this. And the well, NBA has been very good, <laughs> you know, the last couple of weeks. So. Yeah. And, and uh, Meltzer, Meltzer tweeted a few hours ago. He said, I think this was the first time this year AEW beat Raw in 18 to 34. Well, so I mean that's that's pretty huge. I, I think they have. I, 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 I don't think the upside is is gigantic, but I think it's something. I mean, you know, they just released toys in Walmart's uh, this week. Apparently, there's like a huge issue with them actually being in stock, but they are desired. I mean, check this out. Monday, these came out at Walmart. You know, your boy got one. AEW championship belt for $16. So here's my question on that. Because <laughs> you brought it up. Not, not that you had that. That's, that's very on brand. But does AEW have a, a following for kids where they're going to go out and buy the toys? I feel like the WWE, because they had the Saturday and Sunday programming, they, it was a natural connection to buy the toys. I just don't see a lot of like eight, nine-year-old kids you know, freaking out because they got a Matt Jackson action figure. Well, I think the thing is they're exclusive to Walmart. And when you shop at Walmart, you get what we're getting you. <laughs> and you're going you're gonna to play with the Matt Jackson toy because that's your cousin's last name. Okay. So these, the these are toys. These are, one toys of to, yeah. these are toys to ease the divorce. I got it. Exactly. Chris Jericho, except a little fatter, uh, that's what people used to call me. And then they buy the Chris Jericho toy, you know? This is big, baby. There's a big upside. They're going to have another show probably, what, in early 2021. The sky's the limit. It's enjoyable wrestling. And look at that belt. Well, there you have it. And, Scott, you've uh, picked our Patreon this week. Yes, I'm very excited. Like for a fucking audio podcast, you're having everyone check out your title. Yeah, I mean, I know they could feel the power of it. You know, they could visualize it. They they know what a they know what a fifteen dollar belt from Walmart looks like. <laughs> uh, yeah. So this weekend's Patreon, I'm very very excited about it. I'm gonna call it the Aces of Foley. We are gonna do Mick Foley's best matches from almost every promotion he's been in. Um, you know, aside from these random bullshit ones. Um, what I'm most looking forward to, we will be watching Mick Foley versus Ric Flair in a last man standing match from TNA in 2010. We will be watching Cactus Jack versus Sting at WCW Beach Blast in 1992. 
We'll be watching Cactus Jack versus Sabu. It's holiday hell in 95. And I'm debating, should we watch Taker versus Mankind at Hell in a Cell, Taker versus Triple H at the Royal Rumble 2000, or Mankind versus Shawn Michaels? I mean, they're all fun. I will, I will add one last little, little thing to this that you guys are, are unaware of. There's going to be an additional match that we are going to watch that will be picked by Mick Foley himself. Um, I, I, uh, I shot him a, a note earlier. I, I told him that uh, we were going to be covering his, some of his best matches for the Patreon on Sunday. Uh, I also wanted to, to take this moment to plug. Uh, he, he's uh, been promoting this, this charity for uh, Culture City, K-U-L-T-U-R-E city.org. Uh, this was started by Dominique Wilkins. Uh, they're, they're raising funds for... Uh, a legal aid for for disabled people it's a really great worthy cause and he's been promoting it and i said you know we're gonna we're gonna plug this thing on here i said give me a a, a great underrepresented match of yours that you want and we're going to reveal that exclusively on the patreon this sunday boom there we go a foley exclusive coming to patreon <laughs> get ready foley al snow <laughs> uh, yeah um so folks check check that out uh subscribe to the podcast rate review this podcast that's all i'm gonna plug scott uh follow my other podcast we drop it every tuesday me and brennan sagalow it's called garbage days type in garbage days and start listening it's a good ass time that's it robert uh, you can follow me on Twitter at wwcreative underscore ish. Uh, rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. Tell your your friends, your family, even people you don't even like. Just grab them uh, six feet away with That's a mask. Tell them like. listen to the show. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so uh, so oh, we got a we got a T-shirt at Pro Wrestling Tees too. I'm oh, I'm yeah. I'm turning more and more into Jack Lemon and fucking uh, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. <laughs> it's just like. <laughs> When it comes to promoting anything, I'm just like, oh, yeah, no, no. Uh, please, just just give me a second. Uh, Zach, what do you got? Uh, T-shirt, uh, Twitter, Total F and Marks. Wash your hands. Here we go. All right, thank you guys. Have a good one.